BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through September 4th. September! Oh my gosh. I don't know about you, Gina, but the weather the last few days was cooler Felt a little bit more like fall. Yeah, same here. I love it. The issue is, it's going to be a heat wave this week, so we're going right back to summer. Yes. Um, yeah, not super excited about it. No, neither am I. It's, um, we already started. I think today we're in a heat advisory, so the next two days, I think, are supposed to be high 90s. And we haven't had 90s much at all this summer. I it's see been- it's been horrible. It's been very wet in in kind of yeah. It's just not been a great summer, and I feel bad for all of the kiddos and my friends who are teachers who have to go back to school this week and deal with ninety degree weather. I feel like there should be a week given to the teachers and the kids and the parents because of this weather. I mean, obviously, Mother Nature is playing games with us, and we're getting mm-hmm. all sorts of weird weather. Um. But I'm ready for fall. Yeah, I mean, we're me in too. September. It's time for our fall senior B Challenger Series events. Let's get that weather jump started. I'm a fall person, so I'm really excited about it. I like fall too, and I've already bought some apples, and I already have my fall decorations up just because I was cleaning the house this weekend since I had a long weekend and figured I'm better as well just put them up now. So yeah, I'm, I'm ready for fall. I'm ready. I feel ready for this season now. I've been Mm kind of like, but this weekend I did a lot of work on some figure skaters online stuff, which I'll share at the end. Um, and so I'm just ready now for the season to kind of get underway. Maybe it's just because we've been 
into the JGP. Now we're in our, we just finished number two. We've got number three and we're going to start challengers this week. I'm, I'm, I'm now feeling ready for the season. So yeah, I'm really excited. We'll talk about that a little bit later about what's coming up this week. I'm equally excited. I did some work at IDC, just doing some prep work for the season and I feel a bit more ready. Um, Gina and I've talked offline about some of this stuff, but balancing running two websites like we do plus doing the podcast and regular jobs um can be a bit like a juggling act and so to feel really ready sometimes it takes these three-day weekends where we can just focus on okay i can Mm -hmm. get this done and then i'll feel prepared for what the season is bringing to us yes agreed So we're going to get started with an update. So Tatiana Flade sent us the following message. Uh, The Pirouette World Edition Kickstarter worked out. We are so grateful to all our backers that became a part of this wonderful project. It was really exciting until the end, and we had people joining the Kickstarter in the last few hours that it was live. It really showed us that there is still interest in print publications, and people are looking forward to this magazine. We are now busy working on it and hope to release it by the end of September. All backers that chose the magazine as a reward will get it. And if someone missed the Kickstarter but is interested in the magazine, they will be able to order it on www.pirouette-online.de and find information on social media as well. Thank you to Daphne and Gina for having me on the podcast before and spreading the word and supporting this project. We both felt very strongly about amplifying the message of this project, and it's something that we want to do going forward. We want to use our powers for good, right, Gina? Right. Agreed. <laughs> and I'm very excited um, that they the Kickstarter worked out, and now that this magazine is going to be out at the end of the month is exciting. And I can't wait to get my hands on a copy. I, Cause I did, I did, um, as soon as I ended that podcast last week, I did, um, do the Kickstarter and I, my picked my reward as the, the first issue. And so I'm looking forward to seeing it. Been hearing, you know, from Tatiana and Judith about what's going to be in this issue. So I'm really excited for that. And I hope, again, if you didn't support it at the Kickstarter, but you're interested in getting the first issue, um, you can, we'll put the link in the show notes, but yeah, definitely um, consider it. If you're a person who likes the print magazines, um, cause we don't have many anymore. And this is great that we're going to have one that no matter where you are in the world, you can get it. So Yeah, it's really great. I'm excited to have it in my hands. I get to look at a magazine. It's been a long time because I did a lot of the digital versions instead. So I'm really looking forward to having something in my hands. And Gina, it's something we'll talk about too. Once we get it, we'll be able to talk about the magazine itself and what it looks like and what's inside and hopefully build some interest for the future. Yeah, uh, and I'll have to find a spot in my within all of my magazines and stuff for it because the the collection is getting bigger and bigger and i know and and is gonna send me more so she is there are plans in place already for you to have more there you might have to pick a different room you may have to move your bedroom into your office and use your bedroom (laughs) as your office so that you can 
you know, have space for everything. I do have another spare room that's just like a spare room with a bed in there for when I have visitors. Maybe that's going to have to become the studio part two. Yep. That may be what has to happen. So we're going to move on to our event results. Of course, the Junior Grand Prix in Linz, Austria took place this week. Was really fun watching the broadcast and seeing Eliana Peel dancing in the stands, cheering on her fellow Team USA skaters. It's kind of like what Kayla Smith did last year. So it was really cool to see that. The ISU also was releasing like some sort of video every day where, or over the event, where they showcase some of the stuff that was going on behind the scenes. And it was kind of cool to get to see that. Yeah. And I and I like with the Junior Grand Prix that the skaters come and watch their teammates. Uh, you don't see that in the Senior Grand Prix as much, but in the Junior Grand Prix, that's they do that. They sit together, mm-hmm. they cheer. So it wasn't just USA. There were Canada had a group with their flags, even China, I think I saw, um, Japan. So it, I like that. And, and if you've attended a junior Grand Prix, you know, the camaraderie among the athletes, it's, it's a fun atmosphere. Um, we were at the junior Grand Prix in Lake Placid in 2019. Um, and that's one thing you don't, again, you don't see this as much in, um, the senior Grand Prix. So I like that. And I like that the ISU when they're showing it, they show it, you know, different countries and the cheering. It, it, it's great. Because if, even if the stands, because I felt like for Linz, the stands looked a little bit more bare than Bangkok. Um, And I know Bangkok, it was smaller and they really promoted it because Bangkok had never hosted an event before. And um, but you could still feel like there was a lot of cheering going on in Linz, even if the stands didn't look as full as Bangkok did. Yeah. I like the Bangkok setup. Yes, definitely. They were close to the ice, which I liked. Yeah. I think the fans kind of got this up close and personal look of things because they were so close to the ice and it looked full because there were not like 900 rows of seats. Right. Well, I'm going to start off with the men here at the junior grand prix in Linz, and what an exciting event if for the men's free skate. I got an opportunity to watch a little bit more because um, the time worked, um, but also because I had Friday off um, and I d- didn't do much on Saturday. So for the men's event, the final four free skates of the men were just incredible. They were just, it was a really good event. And we had history made in the men's event with Adam Hagera won Slovakia's first Junior Grand Prix gold medal. He landed eight triples cleanly, both of his triple axles, and withstood the pressure of skating last in the free skate. You never know, sometimes skating last in the free skate, being the leader after the short program, the nerves can kick in, but Adam skated so well. Um, So congrats on Slovakia's first Junior Grand Prix gold medal. South Korea's Hee Young Yoom Kim won the silver, his first Junior Grand Prix medal after having not competed in the Junior Grand Prix since 2021. He stood up on the only quad toe loop that was attempted. Um, it was called a 
quarter in the protocols, but it looked rotated to me. Um, and so it was the only quad toe we had in the men's event. He was sixth at the 2023 Junior World, so it was nice to see him here win the silver. USA's Beck Stromer won his first Junior Grand Prix bronze medal. Um, well, his first Junior Grand Prix medal, which was a bronze. Uh, he had three personal best scores. Uh, he was third in the short program, second in the free skate, and he had the highest PCS in the free skate. Um, he doesn't have his triple axle yet. I am hearing it's coming soon. He didn't attempt it here in Linz, but um, great programs from him. Um, and he does choreograph, I believe he choreographed his free skate. And then his short program, he went back to last season's short program, which was Hip Hip Chin Chin. So, um, again, a good Junior Grand Prix for Beck. So, moving on to the women, Korea's Jia Shin. She won silver at the last two Junior Worlds. was absolutely beautiful. She's definitely showing that she doesn't want to be second this year. So, I'm thinking the Mao Shimada showdown between her and Jia Shin could be even more exciting this year. Um, after the short program, she had nearly an eight-point lead, and she won the event by almost 33 points, which is huge. Japan's Haruna Murakami, now that name may sound familiar to everyone, because last year at Junior Worlds, she was fourth in pairs with Sumitada Moraguchi. Well, she made her debut in singles after having competed in her first international singles competition this past April. She had very strong um, performance, took home the silver medal, and Min Sol Kwan. Surprising short program for her, where she fell on the triple flip and had no combo in the short program. She was in eighth place after the short, but came back to win the bronze medal with a second place free skate. Yeah, I was so shocked when she, you know, was in eighth after the short program, but I was glad she uh, pulled up to win a bronze medal. I, I enjoy watching her. Well, moving on to pairs, our first pairs of the Junior Grand Prix, and I noticed right away lots of new teams, and I went to go look up to see of the teams, did any of these teams compete on the Junior Grand Prix last season? Only two competed on the Junior Grand Prix, so that tells you what a new field we have of young pairs teams, Um, so it's kind of cool. The cool thing, Gina, about the pairs event is this new team from Canada, Martina Ariano Kent and Charlie La Liberté Laurent, they've only been skating together for about five months. Now, with their previous partners, Charlie was a 2023 Novice National Pairs Champion. Martina was actually third out of five junior pairs at Nationals. They were the winners also of the Next Gen competition in July. What did you think of them in their first JGP? I thought they were pretty impressive. Um, pretty impressive skates for them. They just looked like they've been skating together a while. Nothing seemed um, like it was hard for them or it, it, it just, they gelled really well. So I'm interested to see how they will compete at their second Junior Grand Prix, which they're listed to compete in Hungary. So we'll just have to see, you know, how uh, federations are switching around, um, you know, assignments. So, um, yeah, but I look forward to seeing how they do in Hungary. Um, USA's Olivia Flores and Luke Wang, um, they were second after the short program. Their free skate, um, is to Star Wars. And if you saw them in the warm up, you knew right away 
that's what they were skating to because the costumes were spot on. Luke playing Luke Skywalker and Olivia with her two side buns as Princess Leia. Um, so, yeah. I enjoyed their Star Wars. I'm not a huge fan of Star Wars, but I really liked their program. Uh, They won the silver medal in their Junior Grand Prix debut in their second international competition together. Uh, Their free skate, I was a little concerned about the lift, the second lift. It was a little wobbly, but Luke managed to keep her up there. Um, Much improved from their season debut at Glacier Falls in late July, where they uh, they scored 20 points higher here in Linz. Um, now, they were originally listed to compete at the 5th Junior Grand Prix in Hungary, but they're now going to compete next week at in Istanbul. Um, the U.S. figure skating switched their assignments with their teammates Naomi Williams and Lachlan Luer. So Lock, uh, Naomi and Lachlan will go to um, Hungary instead of Turkey. So they, um, and now Olivia and Luke will head to uh, Turkey. So yeah, a switch there. And the bronze medal went to China's Wing Ying Shi and Shi Yu Wang. Interesting thing, Gina, about uh, their programs. Choreographer is actually our Olympic champion, Wen Jing Shui. Very cool. All right, Daphne, you talk about dance now. Well, uh, the event kind of got started a little uh, with a little bit of sad news. Um, Cyprus, Angelina Kudryavtseva and Ilya Karenkovic uh, had a collision in practice in which Angelina suffered two broken bones. So they were forced to withdraw from this competition. They will not be able to compete in Turkey. They, uh, Angelina did have surgery and they'll go back to Italy so that Angelina can recuperate and hopefully return later this season. We'll see. We'll keep track. Watch their Instagram to uh, see what's up with them. It, it's, you know, they were a team that I thought this season was going to, you know, be a big one for them. And now to have them taken out of the JGP mix, events are going to miss them because they're a lot of fun. They did a great free program last year to music by Two Unlimited. Okay, was there, they had like the green costumes? Mm-hmm. Is, okay. Okay, now I know exactly who they are. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, So, yeah, the JGP series is going to miss them because they're, you know, they're tons of fun. But hopefully they can, um, you know, get recuperated. Maybe we'll see them later in the season. As far as I know, the surgery was successful. So um, they seem pretty optimistic and upbeat considering. I don't know what happened in practice or who they collided with. I just know that there was a collision. Yeah, and that um, happens. I mean, we mm-hmm. we're, we always get concerned sometimes that there's too many people out on the ice. And we, we have those near collisions happen mm-hmm. almost all the time. And, and here it was just a freak accident. Um, yeah. And, but I'm glad... Surgery seemed to go well, and now now it's just the recovery and rehabilitation um, for them. So yeah, it's it's disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, there is like a protocol for skaters when your skating or your music is on during a practice. Everyone else that's on that practice is supposed to give you the right of way, and that usually seems to work well. It's 
It's after that. It's when there's like <laughs> 10 or 15 minutes left and yep. it's kind of a free-for-all. Their dancers are really good at shouting at others if, you know, someone's mm-hmm. mid-element or if someone's coming up to you. Sometimes things like this just happen. It's the nature of sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Daria Grimm and Mikhail Savitsky, of course, last year, they it was so sad. They had to pull out of Junior Worlds. So very cool to see them back again. They won the gold medal. Um, they had about a 10-point lead over the team that finished second, which was Chloe Wynn and Brendan Zhang. Now, they're a brand new team in Canada. But before I move on to talk about them, I want to mention I love that Daria and Mikkel chose music by Electric Light Orchestra for their rhythm dance. It was fun. It's not something I've heard yet. And their costumes were also very cool and interesting. So I'm excited for that. Um, so Chloe Wynn and Brendan Jang won the silver medal. This is their first JDP. Now, Brendan Jiang skated on the JDP before with another partner, but this is their first debut at a JDP event. So a silver is really a fantastic result for a brand new team. And in third place, we had Eliana Peel and Ethan Peel of the United States who won their first Junior Grand Prix medal, a bronze. So it's pretty fantastic for them to have that result, this competition. Also want to mention two other teams, Ashley Slatter and Adel Angay Perez. They're a young, fun team from Great Britain. They finished, I think, I, I want to say it was 18th at World Junior Championships last year. A fourth place finish here is a great result for them uh, coming in. And then I want to mention the JDP debut for Caroline Mullen and Brendan Mullen. They finished in seventh, but their free dance score was actually a fifth place free dance. It was very close among the teams in fifth through seventh. So it was a great result for them, especially after not competing last season. Well, let's move on to the Golden West Championships, which is an NQS event for singles and pairs. It took place in Irvine, California this past weekend. Senior women, uh, Nicole Park won the senior women's event. Sonia Barham, um, we all know Sonia Barham, won the free skate to finish second overall. And Soho Lee, who was first after the short program, dropped to third overall. Senior men, Yaroslav Penot, um, his season debut, he won the senior men's event with Goku, Endo, and Eric Joberg finishing second and third, respectively. Junior men was won by Nicholas Brooks. Junior women, there was a lot of skaters in the junior women's event, so there were two groups. Uh, Sherry Zhang won the group A, and Taryn Kim won group B. Uh, there was junior pairs. There was not senior pairs. Um, in junior pairs, two teams competed, and it was Audrey Park and Carter Griffin winning the event. We also had Skate Houston, which Melanie was there as the official photographer. Senior women was won by Sonia Hilmer. Junior men by Nat Viet Nguyen. And junior women by Ella Kim. Well, this past week was also Skate Canada's high-performance camp, and there was a lot of activity coming out of that. 
from, um, you know, skaters posting about it themselves, as well as Golden Skate seemed to be there because there is media availability. So there were some interviews posted on social media. I took some of the information that came out about program music and I updated that in on our website. So definitely check it out for program information on our Canadian skaters. Really excited for that. The more program information that gets released, especially for the senior teams, the more exciting it gets. Because as the juniors are underway, the seniors really haven't started so much yet. Um, we've seen them at some of the small international competitions like Lake Placid. It's really going to kick off this week, though. And we'll talk about that in a bit. Yes. So moving on to general skating news. Nebelhorn Trophy roster has been posted. And the German Federation event page confirms that for Nebelhorn Trophy, there will be live streaming. So we will put that link in our show notes so you can watch Nebelhorn. Excited that we don't have to pay to watch Nebelhorn. (laughs) I love it. I'm so excited. (laughs) The entries for JGP number six, which is the Solidarity Cup in Gdansk, Poland, have been posted. Team USA's Anastasia Smirnova and Danielle Sitsania announced the end of their five-year partnership late last Monday. Anastasia will pursue a life outside of skating while Danielle is looking for a new partner to continue his skating career. You know, the last few seasons for them was just so unfortunate. I had hoped that the 2023-24 season was going to be their season because, I mean, they withdrew from the 2022 U.S. Championships because of COVID. The war in Ukraine, um, they both had family in Ukraine. Then they had to withdraw from Skate America in 2022 due to Danielle having an injury. And then they withdrew in 2023 Nationals due to Sasha's injury. So I just was hoping for them and then unfortunately announcing the end of this partnership, but wishing them all of the best in their future endeavors. So the ISU updated Grand Prix assignments for women and pairs. There were three Grand Prix women's editions last week. Claire Seo got the Skate America to be determined for Team USA. And Ava Ziegler got the NHK spot that opened up following Nicole Schott's withdrawal. May Berenice Mete got Skate Canada International spot. That is the second spot that was left open by Nicole Schott's withdrawal. Regarding Nicole Schott, the German Federation published a recap of their senior national team monitoring on August 22nd. The end shot is mentioned that she's taking a break from competition, plans a later start to her season. Sometimes you need to know when it's time to take a break. You know, it's important to know that your mental health is incredibly important. Yes. So Chelsea Liu and Balash Naj got one of the two Skate America to be determined pair spots. And USA's Maria Makova and Ivan Mokov have replaced Smirnova Sinitsia at China. The NHK pair spot is still TBA. Well, U.S. figure skating has been posting some more than medals, um, you know, in light of the fact that they still don't have medals from the Olympic team event. And they posted a video with Karen Chen. And now we are at more than 570 days in counting since 
the um what was supposed to be the medal ceremony at the Olympics. It's a shame to think mm-hmm. that this is still going on. Yeah. They're powerful videos. I mean, I think Nathan was the first one they put out and, and, and Karen's and and the athletes say just they say it so well, um, that, you know, their frustration, but that it's also more than just the the metal, the physical piece of hardware. It's it's fighting for clean sport and fair sport and and it's just I'm glad that U.S. figure skating is keeping th- that focus going because, as I've said before, I I get the feeling sometimes we forget that they don't have medals. I mean, within the sport, we know they don't have medals, but the outside world or the people that only tune in every four years may have thought they got their medals by now, and and that's not the case. And so I'm glad we're still shining a light because this is the month that that hearing is going to take place. And we talked about the letter. Um, and so hopefully soon, um, we will, we'll get a, this to be resolved. Definitely. Well, we know there's a meeting, so let's cross our fingers that something comes out of it that is, uh, reflective of the situation itself. Yes. And skaters get to have someone there that would be yeah really good they deserve closure everyone Mm -hmm. deserves closure in this case yeah so our final bit of news leops which is a weekly french news magazine revealed that the french federation of ice sports seized tuesday august 29th a disciplinary commission against brian joubert the skating champion and club director who is also the subject of an administrative investigation has been at the heart of a turmoil for several months. He is rejecting the unfair attack. We'll share information as it becomes available. Of course, Schubert is a former world champion and multiple-time European champion. As time goes on, we're learning so much about the skaters that we idolized, I guess, mm-hmm. or looked up to, the ones that we followed early on. And it's kind of sad to see some of these allegations come forward because yeah. when you follow a an athlete for anything, any reason, um, respect, or you look up to their athletic abilities, you never really know, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So we'll wait and see what comes out of this. Yes. It's interesting. This is coming forward, but there wasn't a lot about Morgan Supre when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it was interesting. I noticed it while watching the Junior Grand Prix. The ISU ran, and it was recorded prior um, Mm -hmm. to these allegations, but it was uh, mic'd up with Brian Joubert and I, it ran during the Junior Grand Prix this weekend, and my first thing thing was, um, that might not have been the best choice. Um, and I think some fans, uh, meant you know posted about that on social media too. Um, and so I'm hoping the ISU just while this is kind of just came out, we'll pull that. So moving on to recent articles and interviews. 
U.S. Figure Skating's Fan Zone did an article before the Junior Grand Prix with Beck Stromer about his choreography and how it's taking his skating to the next level. And uh, he then won the bronze this past weekend. So. so Golden Skate did an article, Mexico's Donovan Carrillo. There's an interview. It's a video. So they posted that this week. And the run-through, which is Adam and Ashley's podcast, had Phil Hershon. Um, they were talking about music in figure skating. I want to listen to that one. I um, want to hear what they had to say. I think uh, Phil might have commented about programs that Ashley and Adam skated to. So I'd like to hear Phil's take and hear what Ashley and Adam you know, had to say. Also, uh, Golden Skate is continuing this series with Mark Hanretti and Ted Barton. This week, they're talking about figure skating rule changes through time. Well, time for some social media updates. Team USA's Jenna Hauer and Benjamin Starr posted why they had to withdraw from their two Junior Grand Prix. Um, you, we saw that they had with drawn but there was nothing that came out stating why and they posted that it is due to injury so wishing them all the best and hope to see them back on the ice soon team usa's misha mitrofanov confirmed his partnership with alisa efimova on instagram japan's rika kiara's september 4th tweet is quoted in this summary in english she has withdrawn from her regional competition, which she is requ- which is required for all skaters like her who do not qualify for a bye to nationals. That's so disappointing. Mm-hmm. She is a skater with so much promise and got injured at the worst possible time. I know. And I feel like she hasn't been able to get back on track. No. And, and I feel for her because so many other Japanese women have just kind of filled her void from Mm -hmm. when she was gone from an injury. And so she just now has to work so much harder to get back up to that top spot. Um, Because, you know, you turn around and I mean, we've got so many of those Japanese women who have just kind of taken the reins. And and so, but wishing her all of the best. I, I enjoy watching her. So I'm hoping she'll be back soon. So Caitlin Weaver and Kirsten Moore Towers posted tributes to Alexandra Paul on their Instagram pages. I'll admit I teared up reading those. Um, it's just still such a tragedy. She was taken from us way too soon. And I appreciated Caitlin and Kirsten sharing so honestly their relationship with her. Well, Piper Gillis shared some photos on the occasion of her and Nathan Kelly's first wedding anniversary. They got married last September, September 3rd. So that was nice to see, you know, some photos from that special day. Retired Canadian figure skater Michelle Long got married on August 25th in Mississauga, Ontario. She has been sharing photos since her wedding on her Instagram and Yuzuru Hanyu has a new tour. The Repray Tour is a sequel to Hanyu's second solo show, The Gift. The Repray Tour is scheduled with three stops between November and February. It will be in November. It'll be at the Satama Super Arena in Satama, Japan. The Saga Arena in Kyushu in January. And the Pia Arena MM in Yokohama in February. So, 
I we will put the link to this new tour on our um, in our show notes, but uh, I I'm sure sellouts will be taking place at all of those shows. Be you know in November, in January, and in February. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, and finally, Italian ice dancer Carolina Portesi Peroni has retired from competitive skating. Um, we wish her the best going forward in her endeavors. Well, moving on to program announcements, as we, I've been saying, I've been updating our website with, you know, the program announcements from this Gate Canada High Performance Camp. Um, ISU bios are being updated like crazy. So it is really looking like a complete list there. I'm still adding um, more program announcements. I know there was a program announcement that came out today that has some people wondering if it is an okay program and if it fits the ISU criteria. It's so for the rhythm dance. Um, but I'll let you go to our website to find out who I'm talking about. Um, but I want to give a shout out to Anne because She's been very helpful in compiling all of the dance programs. Um, it's seven pages is what she sent me. So I've been going through and updating it. And um, so, yeah, it's really exciting now. I think we don't have that many skaters who haven't announced programs yet. Or, you know, we may know one program, but we don't know the other yet. And so now that we're getting into the challengers, we'll be seeing and um, hearing about more programs. I think, too, we'll see a lot of tweaking. Yes. There may be some changes to music and different things. So yes. definitely check that out. Uh, it's a pretty comprehensive list. It's not only including the senior skaters, it's including junior skaters as well. So it's exciting to have everything in one place. It's easy to look at. So this week is going to be a busy one. Ah, <laughs> here we go. It's really taking off this week. So from September 8th through the 10th, we have Lombardia Trophy, which is, of course, the first Challenger Series event. Return of Yuma Kagiyama. I'm glad that he's coming back. Hana Yoshida and Young Kim will be in the women's event. We get a trio of Italian pairs in the pairs competition. And in dance, Gwynyard and Fabri will try to win the title yet again. We also are getting the debut of Maraskova and Maracek from the Czech Republic. And we're getting the Tashler siblings as well. Those two teams are going to go head to head. We'll see how that goes. Um, also taking place this week. JGP Bosphorus in Istanbul, Turkey. And that is all four disciplines. So we have pairs again in Turkey. September 6th to the 9th is the John Nix Pairs Challenge. It's an ISU international pairs event. And the 97 Middle Atlantic Figure Skating Championships. It's an NQS for singles and pairs. Those both events take place at Chelsea Piers in New York City. We also get the Yeglava Cup taking place in Yeglava, Latvia. It's an international event for senior, junior, and novice women and men. 
And September 9th to the 10th is the 2023 Skate St. Moritz. It's an NQS for singles, and our friend Melanie is the official event photographer, so she will be in Oakland, California this coming week. That brings us to the end of our planned content. Gina, can you let folks know where they can find us? You can find us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com, social media, the site formerly known as Twitter, at this WK in skating, and then Facebook and Instagram, it's This Week in Skating. We're also on Threads. That's the new social media platform from Meta. We love your feedback or your questions. You can reach out to us on social media or email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We appreciate all the support that we've received via email and social media. So please keep it coming. We are excited for this season and want this podcast to reflect what you guys are looking for in a podcast. So please let us know. And if we're doing a good job, let us know that too. It helps us uh, get through some of the times when it's a little more difficult or challenging to fit everything into our lives in that week. So before we sign off, we like to end our podcast by shining a lens what's going on at our respective websites. New over at IDC, we've got some photos from last week's Cup of Austria, and I've been adding profiles of new teams. A bunch of teams submitted their info already, so I was able to add that, plus I'm working on some of the others as well. I'm hoping to have that finished by the end of the week. There's a lot, though. I think I have like 20 additional profiles to add. Wow. What's going on at FSO, Gina? I caught up. <laughs> a lot going Yay! on. <laughs> Over at FSO, um, Eureka, who takes photos for IDC, was so willing to give me some photos from the Junior Grand Prix at the Cup of Austria. So I have photos of the singles and the pairs over there. Um, I forgot to mention last week, but I have a quick mini recap um, of the Junior Grand Prix from Bangkok. Um, Riley is doing some of my Junior Grand Prix recaps, and so she'll have one from Austria coming too. And this week, I'm excited. I think by the time you're listening to this podcast, I will have a new skater website up and a little article about that skater, so stay tuned. Um, And then... I believe on Wednesday, I'm going to have a skater take over the FSO Instagram from the Junior Grand Prix. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully that's going to work out. And then Giotto, um, who is my photographer in Italy, will be at Lombardia Trophy. So Lombardia Trophy photos are coming. But yes, I got caught up and there was a lot um, of stuff happening over at FSO. Yeah, I have some photos coming from Lombardia because Eureka is headed there next. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Um, it was great to get photos of some of our JGP skaters because not a lot of attention gets put on them or their efforts. So it's exciting to be able to do that on IDC. Yeah, and they like seeing them their photos, um, the mm-hmm. young skaters. So um it was so it was great to Get some photos of some new skaters that I haven't actually edited photos for before. So um, I appreciate Eureka getting photos to both of us um, in such a timely manner. And her photos are great. They look really great. So definitely check them out on both of our sites. With that, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a nice week!